Welcome to the Community Immunity Podcast. Every month, I am bringing you two new guests from the world of spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional well-being to strengthen your own immunity, to invite you to awaken the potential within. My name is Lucia Hargasova, and I am a life and leadership coach. Hi, welcome to the Community Immunity Podcast. My next guest is Don Jose Ruiz. Him and his family has influenced my life through an incredibly powerful, but somehow simple book, Four Agreements, written by Don Miguel Ruiz. Combining insights with Toltec wisdom, but really practically in translating it into everyday concepts promoting transformation through truth, love, and common sense. I had an honor spending a week with him and his family at a retreat in Mexico five years ago, and I am super excited to be bringing him to you today. Hi, Jose. I feel so blessed to have you on today's podcast. Thank you so much again. I'm just going to dive straight in and I will invite you to start by sharing the journey of your own transformation. Well, you know, everything that my family teaches is about life. My family is a Totec tradition from Mexico and the Totec means artist of the spirit. It's a tribe, not of religion, but of, of artists that we combine and the art that we create is the experiences of life what close our hearts, what opens our hearts, and to have the realization, to have the responsibility to, you know, to be the conductor in our life. So that's my family tradition, the Totec tradition. And I, as a little boy, got interested with suffering. Without awareness, I wanted to grow up fast. And what did the grown-ups do around me and around the world in television, in news, in radio, in songs? They get into suffering. They get into sad songs, into victimization. And when I was young, I thought that what that's what it meant to be a grown-up, that you have to have problems, drama, you know, and I started imitating, you know, like a shape shifter, like a parrot, my adults. So I believe all those lies that I had to grow up and become something, something that I didn't want to be. I sacrificed, and then all of a sudden, I didn't like that dream. So I began rebelling, and the rebelling, I fell into drug addiction, that, you know, that drug addiction, it is what covers in life the addiction of suffering, because, you know, we don't like our life, so we begin escaping it. So when I escaped it, I lost myself. But, you know, after many horrible experiences, many heartbreaking experiences, I have the conclusion that I wanted to live. And in the Totec tradition, there's nothing to learn but to unlearn. And what I wanted to unlearn is how I hurt Jose, how I hurt myself. And I begin doing the Totec training, which is to unlearn, because that is the ultimate goal, to let go of what is hurting us, especially we're victims. And all we have is our victim story so we can open doors, so we can manipulate people, so they can enable us. So when the moment comes that I don't want to suffer anymore, I want to change my life because it was no one else's fault. It was my own. But for the longest time, I blamed everybody. That at the time point that I took responsibility of my life, now I begin getting comfortable in the uncomfortableness. And it's very uncomfortable to clean your life up because you have to let go of many things. you got to go through many heartbreaks because it's, you cannot have change without feeling it. So this was my transformation. And the beautiful thing, I couldn't continue the path of the Toltec of my family if I didn't work with myself. And when I was young, I said I wanted to be a healer like my grandparents, like my parents. And I, I went through that journey. 
If I didn't go through that journey, I would never know. So we all go through that journey. And why do we go through our journey? Because we believe in lies. That when we find out that there's more than that in life, is when we find the, the ally in our life, the love of our life, which is ourselves. And together, we can change our life. And this is my, been my, my transition, sister. In your latest book, The Medicine Bag, there is a foreword by your father, Don Miguel Ruiz. And he says, when we look around this beautiful planet, we see so many of humans suffering emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically. And you later talk about our own addiction to suffering. What do you mean by we are addicted to suffering? Well, the addiction of suffering is very simple. And I will share a personal experience. When I was feeling like I was open heart, I overcame many, many demons, I overcame many suffering. But the moment that I saw my father in the hospital after he had a heart attack and he still was in attendant, when I went to see him in the hospital room, you know, I was crying, I was heartbroken. You know, my father was dying, but he had a bigger smile that his son came to visit him. And then, you know, he had the biggest smile when I entered the room. But when I entered, I didn't have a smile. I went with my drama. Like everything that I learned, everything that I conquered, I threw away because now I was saying to my father, please, father, you cannot die. You cannot leave me alone, please. Papa, please, 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 please. And then in that moment, he smile was gone. He had that strict face, you know, like a parent, you know, like a peer looking at you with authority and respect. And he asked me, is this the way you're going to celebrate the death of your father? Get out of the room and fix yourself. And in that moment, I didn't have time to wait. So I went and, you know, I saw my selfishness. I saw my selfishness and my additional suffering. Here is the last moment I may see this beautiful man who has bring love to many people, have found freedom. And I'm coming here, look, daddy, look how I suffer. He's at home saying goodbye. Look at my selfishness. And in that moment, I not only that, I begin remembering, thinking what it would be like if instead of him dying, it's me dying. And if I see him hurting himself with my death, and, and you know, what can I say to him? He says, Father, I'm alive. Please don't hurt yourself with. And the thing is that I was already hurting myself with his death yet, and he wasn't even dead yet. I was hurting myself with his death, and he wasn't even dead yet. I begin doing the addiction of suffering. Because they say when someone dies, you have to suffer. You have to use their death to suffering. When we go into a heartbreak and do end of a relationship, we use that to hurt ourselves with instead of to growing. Because anything that ends, we can grow from. We can take that opportunity to grow from. But we get scared because we are addicted to suffering. Say, poor me. We want the victimization of everybody else. We want to be enabled. We want to manipulate people. We want to be the poor us so we don't take the responsibility. But we can see that it's the dream of the victim. And the moment that we become warriors said, you know, I will not disrespect the love of my life anymore. I will not put stories that suppress divine mother, that suppress women, because that's what suppress women all around the world. When we suppress ourselves and we let other people suppress us. So the moment that we begin feeling the addiction of suffering, saying the poor me, no, no, it's not the poor me. I see that as an act of power that we can rise from it. And this is when we stand up to protect the love of our life. And this is the meaning of life for me. I'm here in life to protect Jose from Jose and from everybody else because I learned how to not use their acts of negativity to hurt myself because they don't know what they're doing like Jesus said but when we begin aware and take responsibility of what we do we can no longer blame anybody else so the past is the past it's no longer real all the things that we hurt ourselves with you know somebody hurt me 10 years ago I'm in this awful relationship 
that's over. Why do I keep it alive? It's because that addiction of suffering wants to continue that way of life to the people that you will meet tomorrow. That's why somebody leaves a relationship and the same things happen in the next relationship because they haven't had the awareness that they're the love of their life and their love of their life deserves respect. And the respect it is to leave that addiction of suffering to rise. So fear, people look at it with disrespect and fear needs to look with respect because fear identifies to us what we need to let go of. But when we're ready to let go of, we will look at it in the face because everything is for this beautiful being. And when I give this to this beautiful thing, I can give to my partner, I can give to my puppies, to my parents. But if I sabotage this and I'm victim, what am I, what is the mission that I'm giving to my partner? Please don't leave me. I'll die. My parents, oh, please do it for me, pay my bills. You know what I mean? It's a moment that you take responsibility and you will not let life beat you. But you will throw everything that life throws at you because it believes in you, so you overcome it. And here's the point, is to think in ourselves that we can overcome anything that life throws at us, even this quarantine, you know, this virus that is here. We look at it with optimism because it's not going to bring us down because it makes us united as humanity, as one. And this is the beautiful thing. When we stop believing in lies, in the addiction of suffering, and we know that we are one and we're doing everything for the best of humanity, now here comes the best important thing. Who's listening and who's absorbing this all? The little kids. And remember what I said earlier? I wanted to grow up so fast in the addiction of suffering got me that I lost myself. But what if we become responsibility of our acts? We overcome our own addiction of suffering, we heal our own wounds, and the little kids don't have to eat our poison. As I am listening to you, I hear the word responsibility several times. So tangibly, if we are in a state of fear and suffering right now, what is it we can do? Where do we start? The first thing is to be aware of what you're changing, not to invent something that you're changing that is not bothering you in your life because that's easy. The beautiful thing is to realize what is stopping you from opening your heart and to be realistic and honest with yourself because once you begin being honest with yourself you find the greatest ally you will not lie or pretend to yourself anymore if you're in an abusive relationship you will not disrespect your partner and yourself and saying i'm not happy in this relationship if you're not happy in your job in your you know if you're not with a group of friends you know you come to realization this is not for me anymore and you begin to grow and something beautiful that i saw on the internet when two people are walking away from each other it doesn't mean that they don't love each other anymore. No, they still love each other. But their part in their story is over. And there's a common point in our life where we use people to hurt ourselves. And they hurt us. And we continue sacrificing things that would change. But they will never change. The ones who needs to change is ourselves. To not stop enabling. To stop people from using us to hurt themselves. Because then we use the guilt and shame. that Oh, we contribute to that. So the moment that we begin being honest with ourselves, we can see what we need to change in our life. No one can tell us what to change. We can go to many psychics, we can go to many people, many therapists, but they will only listen what we open up. So can you imagine if instead of opening up to somebody else, you open up to yourself and you deserve that responsibility that you can you know, accept what truth it is and also accept the lie. Because when you accept the lie, you will take the foundation of our nightmare away from our living life because life is the foundation of hell. Life is the foundation of nightmares because it's a story of pretending. It's like when you sacrifice for somebody pretending who you're not so that person can accept you, so that group of people can accept you. You're not yourself. And how many people sacrifice the way they really are, their authentic selves, to be accepted? So the moment that you wake up and say, you know, 
I'm honest with myself. This is who I am. Judge me if you may, but I'm stopping judging myself because this is the love of my life. And, you know, time is so short to live in this way. So, you know, spirituality, they corrupted very much. Her spirituality is normal to find the nature in you, to find the balance in you. In whatever religion, whatever walk of life, whatever motivation you find in this life that serves you, go for it. Because that's you're honoring you. You're not honoring me. You're not honoring any self when you don't understand what you're using to change your life. Because blind faith would only lead us to the corruption of, of spirituality. But when you are totally authentic with yourself, you know that the power is not in another person's hands or another person's mind. It's like the movie Willow, like I said to my little nephews. When they watch the movie Willow, I don't know if you ever watched it, it's from the 80s. But yes. Willow, you know, the little sorcerer asked the main sorcerer in which power, in which finger is the power. So Willow with doubt is going to say his finger, but he didn't trust himself, so he goes to the point, the master's finger. He goes, no. At the end of the movie, after all the adventures, after seeing his own life and feeling his full potential, he goes, the power is in my finger because in us lies the power to transform and change whatever we need to in order because it's our dream. So that's what the Toltec and other traditions call life a dream because it is a dream. If you notice everybody dreaming with their suffering, they're dreaming a nightmare and they're offering you a nightmare. It's almost like if they're haunted. When you visit them, it's like a haunted person that they repeat all their suffering again and again and again. You just love them, visit them no matter what. But the moment that you realize that they have the right to live whatever they want, you have the right to live what also what you want. And no one's going to manipulate you anymore. And the moment that you stop letting people manipulate you and you sacrificing for people, you find your power. And people will respect you in your power. And people who used to manipulate you with guilt and shame, once you don't feel that you have the antidote with your self-love, they will stop bothering you. And here's where I'm coming from, to make an agreement of love with yourself. And that agreement is in your own words, in your own way. It's your own, let's say, agreement with the divine life, with God, whatever you want to name it. But with you, that you value yourself so much that you want to live this life with gratitude. Gratitude to be alive. And this is a spirituality. When one wakes up and is grateful to be alive, that's it. That's the magic right there. And when one finds out, no matter what people say to us or what life throws at us, like this quarantine, this virus, we will make the best because we're still alive. We're not defeated yet. And like my friend says, history hasn't defeated us yet because we're still alive. So the addiction of suffering, let it present itself in our body. We have the light. We have the antidote because in our land. And our land, it is where we dream. It's our dreamland. Jose, beautiful words you're sharing. Self-love, starting with yourself, really resonates. Loving yourself, loving Lucia, loving Jose as step one. This is how we create this new dream. Tell me a little bit more about this new dream of you being a storyteller. Yes, this new dream, let's say, I'm a storyteller, but I didn't realize I was a storyteller. And all the stories, I said, poor Jose, Jose's always suffering, nobody loves Jose. But one day, I begin being skeptical of my own negativity. I begin sharing the storyteller in my life. And what happens when I change the storyteller in my life? I stop being the victim storyteller, and I stop being the creative storyteller, and everything is just a story for me. There's no truth out there in words. There's just something to describe what we feel inside. and there's. Seven billion people describing their own words, their own reality, their own dreams. 
And the moment that I know that I'm my own dreamer and I have a hundred years to live life, how will I live it? How will I enjoy my vacation? If my suitcase gets lost, would I lose my vacation and say, oh, my vacation is real? Who's, in, who's on vacation, the suitcase or am I? You know, of course I'm in vacation. So I make the best with what life takes away or life brings to me because I have the realization that this body is not even me anymore. This is body of the mother earth of the planet. I'm just that energy that lives inside it. So I'm in vacation in this planet. So then I see many people try to disrupt other people's vacation, protesting. People, you know, with greed and selfishness. And that's their dream. And they don't know that they're dreaming. They're just trying to survive. And that's the order that I see life. People who are trying to survive with fear, of course, they're going to project fear. But when you wake up, like Father says, imagine waking up in a room where everybody's completely drunk with addiction of suffering, and you're the only sober person. You don't have to convince them. You don't have to, you know, do lectures and, you know, sermons. Just being you is so contagious that your heart is contagious. That person will say, that human has something. And that's when you become the dream master. And the dream master is not that one can control somebody else's dream, no. The dream master is the one that can control his own dream. Or should I say in this beautiful language that we speak, we can control our own life, the purpose of our life. And when we begin seeing this, we have the responsibility. And you know, one of the greatest errors that I made when I was young, I laughed, is wanting to become an adult. When I can just become a responsible grown up that has the heart of a kid with the mind of an adult, of an elder. And that's why you see the little grandparents they have so much wisdom, they become like kids again because they saw all the drama, they picked it up, they played with it, and they let go. So right now, with this awareness, can you see people playing games with their suffering? They're just playing games. They're just playing stories. It's like a soap opera. It's like kids playing a game of a soap opera, playing doctor, or playing nurse, or playing whatever, and they forgot they're playing games. And here we are, a storyteller, ready to create a beautiful dream. That's why everything is possible in this life. When you believe in yourself and you apply it with respect and respecting others, you know that the ability, the life force can give you all the inspiration. The only thing you have to do is just take the action and you will have results. How many people are out there without taking action and they're complaining? And how many people are out there taking action but then they self-sabotage? That's why the addiction of suffering, it has to be eliminated and deleted from the main computer source because it's just an illusion based on lies. So they can manipulate us, hear that? So they can manipulate us with fear, so we can paralyze us. But, you know, fear is fear. Fear let us know. Fear deserves respect. So when we're not afraid of fear anymore, we go beyond it. And what do we find? Our ally, the one who walks on fire in life. And you know, the ceremony of walking on fire is a ceremony only. Whose big deal you walk on fire with prayer food? So what? The big ceremony, the real ceremony for me, is when you walk on fire in this life, when you just have a, a fresh, broken heartbreak, when you just feel this wound of somebody who left the earth, but you don't use their death or that separation to hurt yourself with. You just heal the pain like the wolf, the organic, real pain, not the self-created pain. And when we stop doing the self-created pain, it's because we're not in the addiction of suffering anymore. And everything heals. Just like when the rain begins, it will end. And this brings us beautifully to your new book, The Medicine Bag. It came out end of February 2020. Very special timings indeed. So please share with us a little bit more on the why this book and why now. 
the most beautiful thing is that know that every teaching that we go to, every place where we go to, the beginning is a seed planted. And as time evolves, it becomes a tree that gives fruit. And the fruit was ready to give when our heart was ready to give. And in this time, it's times of healing. So there was no accident that the medicine bag came out because the medicine bag really is simply that the medicine bag is a sacred heart. In little words, and everything we hold dear in a sacred heart becomes sacred to us. We will not disrespect it. That's why in India, you see all those beautiful saints and statues. People have them in their heart. They're sacred to them. You know, we can go to cathedrals, to pyramids, to, you know, temples. And if their words mean something to us, they're sacred in our heart. So when we find the medicine bag inside of our heart of anything that, you know, we find sacred and heals us, it's because we find that our heart is a healing vehicle and it has a rhythm. So right now is the real time of healing. Wherever we go, we have the healing medicine when we heal ourselves and we become authentic, open hearts. And that open heart becomes like the gravy of love from our heart. Hear that? The love is like a gravy that comes from our heart. And wherever we go, people are going to feel something. We can go to a coffee shop. We can go to the groceries. And that's all the place we can go right now. But, you know, we go there and we, we show heart. You know, we show love. We show life because that's what we are. And when we show life, when we show passion, we know it's contagious. Just like negativity and addiction of suffering is contagious. That when you find that inside of you, you know, you're meditating with the eyes open. It's like when you did all this meditation with eyes closed. But now you're meditating with the eyes open and you find the rhythm. And this medicine back. It's feeling, filtering everything that you perceive. So when that experiences go to your heart, it creates a story. Then when it comes out of your mouth, it will create a teaching for the little ones. But the healing is very important because how we heal ourselves is what we learn. So everything that we experience in life, all the dark times, they were meant to happen because it happened. But we found the healing medicine through going through that. So now we can go and talk to people wherever they go. And this is the time for the messengers, you know, for the healers to do their work. And this is why the book, I feel like it came out. Because it's time now to, and Grandma said always, the true healer is the one that can heal itself from its own lies. And it's time now to make our heart pure again. Because the medicine bag is in many different shamanic traditions. And the reality is that I believe that every human is a shaman. Because it's, that's just a word that represents power and faith and gratitude to be alive because they found nature within themselves. You can find many people who know this work and they don't want to apply it and they begin debating it. And there's shamans fighting shamans and it's the work that God's over personal importance and ego. It's not about the words. It's about feeling the medicine in your heart and being kind to yourself. And when you're kind to yourself, the cup will overflow. And that's why I feel that this is important and I tell you, when work becomes effortless, it's because it's ready to be delivered. And that's what the medicine back was effortless. Thank you, Jose, so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom. What I'm taking away is something you said. Being you is contagious. And if every one of us take this as a responsibility, starting with myself, and commit to show up in the world with more love, compassion, and kindness, we can create a better dream. And for those who want to learn more, Jose's new book, The Medicine Bag, is out now. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share it, or tell a friend about it. Until next time.